the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In with the new and at with the old. Yep, it's not New Year's Eve yet, but uh, we're going to start celebrating the end of 2019 a little early. We'll do it over the next couple of days here on this show. Um, maybe celebrate's the wrong word. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of celebrating New Year's, I think uh, New Year's Eve is the most overrated day of the year. I, I do my best to be asleep at midnight because I just can't bring myself to care about the calendar changing, and I, I just don't want to see the ball drop, and I don't have any interest in all the hoopla and everything, all the f- most what I consider to be fake excitement that people have over it. It's really not that exciting if you think about it. It's just, anyway, uh, and, I, and, and it's not because I'm old. Um, I've been thinking about this and, and feeling this way about it since I was about 25 years old. But anyway, this being almost New Year's Eve uh, gives us an excuse to take a look back at some of the dumbest things said by liberals in 2019. And there were a lot, and we've spent a lot of time focusing on that stupidity here on the show. It's one of our favorite things. And thanks to websites like Grabian and Newsbusters, we were able to find lots of sound bites, and we'll be playing those for you tonight and tomorrow. Also tonight... We are, in our second half hour, we're going to talk to an actual scientist about he, what he calls the most fraudulent science he's ever seen, and that would be, guess what, climate change. That's coming up uh, after the 5.30 break. And he says that the climate, the climate cult has taken over major agencies, including the EPA. But anyway, we'll do that after the break at 5.30. Let's get to the best of the worst from 2019. We're going to start with Jussie Smollett, speaking of the worst. He may have been the worst character, and he's a a strong candidate for our Windows or Us Jerk of the Year, which we'll have for you on Friday. Um, he's He's getting strong consideration from our elite panel of people here at AM 1250, The Answer. Including me, that would be me and Aaron. That's the panel, but it's an elite one. Anyway, uh, Jussie Smollett, you know who he is. He's the guy who claimed he was um, beaten, and uh, and uh, someone put the uh, two two guys put a uh, noose around his neck, and they were wearing MAGA hats and making racial uh, hurling racial slurs at him while they were beating him up. It, of course, uh, turned out to be a hoax, which I actually remember uh, tweeting at the time that it happened. Uh, I think I want to wait on this. Not ready to buy into it. Anyway, uh, this is uh, Savannah Guthrie of the Today Show, and she is questioning Smollett's attorney, whose name I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, but uh, Jesse had said that the two people who attacked him were white but they were also wearing ski caps, and it was like 20 below zero at the time. So you got to figure that they were pretty well covered. The rest of their bodies were covered. So why would he say they were white? Here's what uh, Savannah Guthrie wanted to know. Why didn't he say that? He could have said, I don't know. He could have, but this, again, he's but being the Osten Dairo brothers, what are the chances that that's the case, that he saw somebody with light skin? Well, you know, I mean, I think there's... Obviously, you can disguise that. You could put makeup on. There is actually, interestingly enough, a video. You know, I think police did minimal investigation in this case. It was. It took me all of five minutes to Google. You know, I was looking up the brothers, and one of the first videos that showed up actually was one of the brothers in white face doing a Joker monologue with white makeup on. And so it's not. It's not implausible. Couple quick things. He said that these police, these individuals, were yelling at him these homophobic and racist smears. Why didn't he recognize their voices? He had just hung up, literally just hung up with one of them. Sure. I mean, people, 
people say this as if this is a regular interaction. I mean, if you're walking in the street and somebody screams, you turn around and the before you can even process what they look like, you've been punched in the face and now next thing you're on the floor and it's you're being kicked. I mean, this is not a regular, this is a very brief interaction, you know, all of 30 to 45 seconds with your head being thrown around by punches. And so this isn't somebody who's digesting what's happening. I mean, this is, uh, there's excitement and fear and all of these things happening. Uh, actually, nothing was happening because it didn't happen. But we know that now, even though Justy Smollett, uh, his, I, th I believe he's still suing the uh, Chicago police uh, for what I don't know. But uh, he's he was told he had to pay uh, for the cost of the investigation. This was one of the most rotten things of the year, um, what Justy Smollett did. Not just not because of what he put the cops through, what they, all the work they had to do uh, for nothing, for for a hoax, but for there's enough of this stuff around that you don't need to fake it. But then again, maybe there isn't enough for people like Justy Smollett, and that's why he does fake it because he wants to make sure that if it's not actually happening, he wants to create um, examples. Um, that maybe are not real, but they will get the same point across, which is really, really cynical and bad. And he should never get another job in Hollywood again. Uh, but um, I wouldn't count on that because it is Hollywood. But uh, that's that's number one. This is in no particular order of um, importance. But it's uh, this. This is uh, this was courtesy of Grabby and the uh, G R A B I E N. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, that's the uh, the site that uh, put the funniest clips up for uh, 2019, where I got some of these. And then there's Bernie Sanders. Uh, you you could do a half hour on the stupid, ridiculous things that Bernie Sanders said. Just, says just for example, I just have Twitter pulled up here on the. Uh, on the calendar, and it says, and this is a tweet from Bernie Sanders right at the top of my computer. If we were a poor country, we could sit around and say it's too bad we can't have good health care for all people. Well, guess what? The United States is the wealthiest country country in the history of the world. Uh, so I, I don't know what he means. You know, this is a guy who said uh, like a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago, when when uh, I think it was when Garrett Cole, the pitcher, signed with the Yankees for three hundred and. It was either twenty-four or forty-two million dollars, and this moron who wants to be president of the United States actually said, "Oh yeah, we can pay a pitcher three hundred and forty-two million dollars, but we can't pay teachers sixty thousand dollars. Make sure that every teacher makes sixty thousand dollars a year." This is a guy who's running for president and says something that stupid, as if those two things are in any way connected. And he wants them to be. I don't know what he wants to do. Does he want to go to Garrett Cole and say, all right, you got $324 million. Um, you're going to make, I think it's $35 million a year or something like that. Well, I want to, you got to give me $10 million. That'll pay for a lot of teachers. Just give it to me. And we're going to go pay whatever, however $60,000 goes into $10 million. That's how many teachers we're going to pay. So that's Bernie Sanders, and that's just a couple of examples of what, of what he uh, did. But then, what he said, but... He did a town hall uh, with uh, Fox News, and he got this question uh, from a student named Joe. It's a student from Allentown, PA. Joe, what's your question? Hey, Joe. Hi, Senator Sanders. Uh, now that your tax returns have been released and you have been identified as a millionaire and in the top 1%, will you pay your fair share, and how do you plan to apply the policies that you have been talking about and forcing on top earners? Thank you, Senator Sanders. Well... Uh, I happen to believe, Joe, that we have an absurd tax system. And while millions of people today are paying actually more in taxes than they anticipated, Amazon, Netflix, and dozens of major corporations as a result of Trump's tax bill pay nothing in federal taxes. I think that's a disgrace. So today we announce... Now, you raised the issue, I am a millionaire. Well, actually, this year we had $560,000 in income. And that's a lot of money. And that money, in my case, in my wife's case, it came from a book that I wrote. Pretty good book. You might want to read it. It was a bestseller. It sold all over the world, and we made money. So if anyone thinks that I should apologize for writing a best-selling book, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. Jeez. 
to your point, and to Joe's point, your taxes do show that you're a millionaire. You did make a million in 2016, 2017. You're right, the 561 in 2018. But your marginal tax rate, tax rate was 26% because of President yeah. Trump's tax cuts. So why not say, you know, I'm leading this revolution. I'm not going to take those. <laughs> Come on. But there he, I am, I pay the taxes that I owe. And by the way, why don't you got Donald Trump up here and ask him how much he pays in taxes? How about this, Bernie? I don't care how much he pays in taxes. I don't care how much you pay in taxes, and I wish you didn't care how much I pay in taxes. But <laughs> um, this, you had to, you really had to see Bernie's face when he was asked about the taxes by by uh, Brett Bear. There, um, he didn't know what to say, and what Bernie what Bernie really should be saying is that. The publishing industry should be taken over by the government so that some authors don't make millions of dollars with bestsellers while these poor people like me, I wrote a book and I didn't sell, I didn't make a million dollars. I, it, it sold okay. It's called Just Watch the Game, by the way. But, and you can see it, get it at Amazon. Would have made a nice Christmas present. But anyway, uh, I wrote a book and it didn't make a million dollars. So maybe Bernie, uh, I should go to Bernie and, and if he's elected president, say, listen, Bernie, you made a million bucks. I made, you know, I made some money, but I didn't, I didn't get, get rich. I couldn't live on it. You know, give me a hundred thousand. I'll, I'll take that. So Bernie, uh, would, you know, I don't think he'd be in favor of that. Just, just call me crazy. So then you have the debates that were going, had been going on forever. And, uh, this was in one of the early debates when they had like 37 people up on the stage. And uh, I think this is CNN that's uh, asking him. I'm not sure. Julian Castro, who um, I think I had as many people supporting me for the Democratic nomination as he did. It was close. We were tied, both at zero. But um, <laughs> he was uh, just. This, this, I think we can just use the question. Go ahead. Secretary Castro, this one is for you. All of you on stage support a woman's right to an abortion. You all support some version of a government health care option. Would your plan cover abortion, Mr. Secretary? Uh, yes, it would. Uh, I don't believe only in reproductive uh, freedom. I believe in reproductive justice. And, you know, what that means is that just because a woman, or let's also not forget someone in the trans community, a trans female... Uh, is poor doesn't mean they shouldn't have the right to exercise that right to choose. And so I absolutely would cover the right to have an abortion. More than that, uh, everybody in this crowd and watching at home knows that in our country today, a person's right to choose is under assault in places like Missouri, in Alabama, in Georgia. I would appoint judges to the federal bench that understand the precedent of Roe v. Wade and will respect it. And in addition to that, make sure that we fight hard as we transition our health care system to one where everybody can get and exercise that right. Yeah, that's interesting uh, that he would want to make sure that men could get an abortion and have it be paid for by you, you know, just in case they, they need one. Which is interesting because I found <laughs> uh, I had to get to this story because um, I'll just read you the headline. And I'll let you try to figure it out. And please don't drive off the road if you're on your way home from work trying to figure this out. This is ex this is a headline from the uh, the Daily Mirror in uh, Mirror in uh, London. I guess that's where it is. It's in the UK. This is the headline: Transgender man gives birth to non-binary partner's baby with female sperm donor. Let me read that to you again. <laughs> Transgender man gives birth to non-binary partner's baby with female sperm donor, um, and and this is um, this is a true story. And this proud dad, Reuben Sharp, today tells how he gave birth to a miracle baby in Britain's most modern family. The 39-year-old transitioned to a man 12 years ago, but he still had maternal ins. He still had maternal instincts, and six years ago stopped taking testosterone in the hope of one day having a child. And that dream came true when he and partner Jay had a bouncing baby. Jay is non-binary, so does not identify as male or female. The sperm donor <laughs> was a trans woman, and even the doctor was transgender. So the sperm donor w was a woman, 
Okay. In other words, if if you're going to be writing this story and you work for the Mirror, you have to write it that way. The sperm donor said she was happy to do it. She, the, the, the <laughs> donating the sperm. And while a handful of other UK men have fallen pregnant, do you hear that? Make sure you got that right. And while a handful of other UK men have fallen pregnant after transitioning from a woman, Reuben and Jay are among the first couples to speak out about their remarkable journey. Uh, there's a picture here. I wish I could show it to you. I'll put it in front of the microphone. Maybe you can see it. You can't see this. There is a person lying on a bed with um, what looks like a man with a large stomach and a beard. And it's it's her, it's it's his, uh, her, uh, his. I don't know. It's a pregnant person because people can have babies. But there he is. Reuben uh, has a checkup during first stage of his pregnant. This is what the, <laughs> the this is what the caption. This is how it reads. Re- There's a picture of this person. Reuben has a checkup during late stage of his. Pregnancy. That is written with a straight face. This is what we're dealing with in 2019. Little Jamie arrived three months ago, and the family have just enjoyed the best of Christmases. Beaming with pride, wedding photographer Reuben says, it's taken six years to get this far, but now we have a baby in our arms, and that was the end goal. I finally feel complete. I wasn't, it wasn't that I was desperate to have the birthing experience or pregnancy experience, but I wanted a child and I had the facility to do it. Yes, he did. Both of our families love kids. I was so glad my family were as excited about our baby as they were their other grandkids. The road to parenthood has certainly been long and winding. Reuben explains how he began living as a man in 2007, taking male hormones. But realizing he wanted a baby, Reuben spoke to a trusted trans doctor about the possibility of falling pregnant. He was reassured it was possible, and he still had his womb, his womb, and his ovaries. Have you heard enough of this story? We'll be right back. I'll be right back with more of this stupidity. living in a very successful, affluent society for many people, yet it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean, and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com 
To learn more and get started today, OurOldNumber.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you have brain fog and lack of energy during the day? If so, take back your vitality and clarity with all-natural Cola Gel. Newly discovered jellyfish collagen peptides that aids with brain and memory support. Cola Gel is all-natural with no side effects. Edible jellyfish collagen uniquely supplies the body with multiple collagen peptides and naturally occurring minerals that fuels our cellular system with energy-rich compounds. Jellyfish collagen is a nutritive formula that promotes optimal optimum neurological activity and improves cognitive memory. Receive your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. That's longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. K-O-L-L-A-J-E-L-L. Get your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz promo code COLAGEL. Eliminate brain fog and lack of energy with COLAGEL at longevitybynature.biz. That's longevitybynature.biz. Whether looking for a restaurant for dinner reservations or shopping for a major purchase, online reviews are a big part of the research consumers consider before making a decision. Unfortunately, many mattress review sites are paid by mattress companies to recommend their products, which makes it hard to trust the reviews. At the Original Mattress Factory, we do things differently. We value transparency and honesty, and we don't pay for reviews or mislead our customers. Read reviews from our actual customers at OriginalMattress.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that selecting your new mattress is a decision that's too important to rush. You should only purchase a mattress when you're ready, and you're assured you got the best value. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. You don't have to wait for a holiday weekend, haggle with a sales associate, or face the pressure of a today-only sale. You can take your time and make a choice that is right for you, knowing that you'll always get our best price. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, I want to get right back to the uh, some of the stupidest things said in 2019. This is David Wallace Wills, uh, New York Magazine, on Morning Joe, talking about climate change. All these predictions, so they may be a little off, but we know that we're entering into an unprecedented climate and that we don't, the, the, all of the ways that that will transform how we live on this earth, I mean, it's an in, unenumerable list. It's public health, um, economic growth, conflict. For every half a degree of warming, we're expected to see between a 10 and 20% increase in conflict. So if we get to where we're going by the end of the century, we could have twice as much war as we have today. And that conflict happens even at the individual level. So we'll see rises in murder rates and rape, domestic assault. It spikes the um, rates at which people are admitted to mental hospitals. Absolutely every aspect of life on this earth is scheduled to be transformed by climate change. And that's really what my book is about, not just what the science tells us about what's going to happen, but how the way that we will live will be changed by these forces. Jerry said scheduled, okay? Here's Alexandria overrated Cortez on the same subject. I think that the part of it that is generational is that millennials and people and you know gen z and all these folks that come after us are looking up and we're like the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change and your biggest issue is your your biggest issue is how are we going to pay for it and like this is the war this is our world war ii and it, it I think for younger people, we're looking at this and we're like, how how are we saying let's take it easy? Uh, yeah, okay. Here's Mayor de Blasio uh, on, on MSNBC talking about New York City's Green New Deal. Talk about uh, New York's Green New Deal. Obviously, the one presented in Congress has actually caused a rift even among Democrats. What are you doing in New York City? How does that provide a roadmap for Democrats and independents and some progressive or forward-thinking Republicans nationwide. We're actually making the Green New Deal come alive here in New York City. So we have our own Green New Deal. It's three very basic ideas. One, uh, the biggest source of emissions in New York City is buildings, 
We're putting clear, strong mandates, the first of any major city on the earth, to say to building owners, you got to clean up your act, you got to retrofit, you got to save energy. If you don't do it by 2030, there will be serious fines as high as a million dollars or more for the biggest buildings. And this mandate is going to guarantee that we reduce emissions. We're going to ban the classic glass and steel skyscrapers, which are incredibly inefficient. If someone wants to build one of those things, they can take a whole lot of steps to make it energy efficient, but we're not going to allow what we used to see in the past. Uh, and the city of New York, the government, which uses about as much energy in a, a year as do the people and the businesses of the state of Vermont, we are going to get all of our energy from renewable sources in the next five years. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Authorities say they've found handwritten journals containing anti-Semitic references in the home of a man charged with federal hate crimes in the stabbing of five people celebrating Hanukkah in a rabbi's house north of New York City. Federal criminal charges were filed Monday. Grafton E. Thomas was expected to appear in federal court in White Plains to face five counts of obstructing the free exercise of religious beliefs by attempting to kill with a dangerous weapon and causing injuries. Meanwhile, risk consultant Patrick Brosnan, a former NYPD police detective, says local citizens want to help after this string of anti-Semitic attacks in the New York area. We're neighbors in this great county, and we we are united to help battle this terrible cancer, this hatred, this bigotry, this terrorism. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 183 points, the Nasdaq dropped 60, the S&P down 18. This is SRN News. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is... I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com. On January 10th, they convicted an innocent man. Michael B. Jordan. Your life is still meaningful, and I'm going to do everything possible to keep them from taking it. Academy Award winner Jamie Foxx. You don't know what it is down here when you're guilty from the moment you're born. And Academy Award winner Brie Larson. I don't want my son growing up knowing that his mom stopped doing what was right just because she was scared. You ain't quitting, is you? No, sir. Just Mercy, hated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing in select theaters. Everywhere January 10th. Directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at textrules.us. Texting and rules for recurring automated marketing text messages, message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Tom from Kane 11 and I have one question for you. What size socks are you wearing right now? If you're like everyone else I've asked, you simply don't know. How could you? That's because until now, socks were made in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. But not at Kane 11. We make our socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17. 
That's right, 7 to 17. Great looks and colors to fit everyone's lifestyle. From cotton to wool or anything in between, Kane 11's got the perfect sock for you. Better yarns, better quality, just a better sock. If you don't love them just like we do, send them back for a full refund. That's the Kane 11 promise. Once you wear a pair of Kane 11's, I guarantee you'll never go back to wearing socks in multi-size ranges again. Save 20% off your first order when you text SOCKS to 246810. That's text SOCKS to 246810. Text SOCKS to 246810. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway West, we're seeing some delays this afternoon. Outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. Inbound, also looking busy. Broken Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And an accident has been cleared through that stretch, but it is still slow. Carnahan Road at Winchester Drive. Watch out for a crash. Parkway East, very heavy inbound. Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Tonight, a few clouds in the sky with a touch of snow and rain at times this evening with little or no accumulation, followed by a couple of snow showers late with a low 33. Tomorrow, cloudy, windy, and much colder with snow showers, accumulating coating to an inch with a high 37. Tomorrow night, breeze in the evening, otherwise cloudy with a low 25, and plenty of clouds on Wednesday with a high 38. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. In our first half hour, we played some of the most ridiculous sound bites from the past year, and Alexandria overrated uh, Cortez made it into the segment with her statement about how we, meaning all humans, uh, have 12 years to live if we don't do something about climate change. Here's what Dr. Jay Lair, the senior policy analyst at the International Climate Science Coalition in Canada, wrote about people like Alexandria. The climate cult that has taken over the environmental movement has never been about the environment and has always been a mechanism to advance socialism, grow government, reduce individual rights, reduce human population, and ignore human suffering and environmental damages their policies cause. Activists promoting this anti-human, anti-environmental agenda appear to suffer emotional and psychological problems which they seem to deal with by attempting to make others miserable. Jay Lair joins us now. Thanks for being here. John, it's a pleasure, and thanks for quoting my uh, comments in that article, because I stand by them 100%. Yeah, the uh, the headline for this piece uh, is Science's Untold Scandal, the Lockstep March of Professional Societies to Promote the Climate Change Scare. Uh, that's a pretty strong statement that I read there. So how was the environmental movement taken over? Because it has happened, right? Well, it actually, uh, it actually started uh, back around 1980. Uh, I actually played a major role in establishing the Environmental Protection Agency uh, from 1968 to 1971 when President Nixon signed it into law. And for about 10 years, I served on uh, panels for EPA writing seven pieces of legislation that turned out to be kind of a safety net for our air, our water, our waste disposal, agricultural chemicals, and the like. And starting about 1980, uh, very, very liberal environmental activists uh, infiltrated into EPA and literally took it over uh, within the first five years of the 1980s and uh, started passing uh, all kinds of legislation that restricted uh, commerce and worked against uh, capitalism and and then really gave a voice to all the uh, environmental activist organizations that forced all kinds of legislation that had no positive impact on our environment or on public health, but uh, restricted uh, commerce. They just saw uh, all this uh, environmental activism as a way to destroy capitalism and uh, our constitution and uh, institute a, a liberal uh, socialism form of government. So I, I'm talking to you from Pittsburgh right now, and uh, I'm and I also I went to school in Ohio, and I remember the Cuyahoga River catching on fire, and I have relatives here who grew up uh, in the city when it was dark at three o'clock in the afternoon because of the steel mills. So, I mean, that obviously needed to be fixed, and it was. So how did it go from not having the rivers catch on fire and people not needing to change their shirt at lunchtime, you know, because it's covered with soot? Uh, 
How has it gone from that to Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying we have 12 years to live? Well, your your description of the Cuyahoga River catching on fire and really sparking uh, the environmental movement and the uh, the cleaning of the air in Pittsburgh, because I uh, spent a lot of time there as well, uh, were the wonders of uh, the 10 years of the 1970s when we passed legislation that effectively required the cleaning of our air, uh, our water, and our, our waste disposal. Uh, the job was really done within that decade of the 70s, the first uh, 10 years of the Environmental Protection Agency. After that, starting in 1980, not a useful piece of legislation was uh, ever passed, and everything that was done from then on uh, was uh, fear-mongering. And really, of course, it, it absolutely culminated with them uh, finding uh, AOC uh, to be a stooge for the progressive movement and say absurd things. Now, I actually think the idea of promoting the absurdity that a little extra carbon dioxide in the air was going to destroy the planet in 12 years uh, will work to our benefit. I'm hoping there are enough uh, common sense people in this nation that will realize this is all insanity and throw these people out of the Congress and give uh, Donald Trump another four years to uh, uh, manage reasonable legislation. He has uh, taken down the regulatory framework that was destroying capitalism piece by piece in the last three years. And if he has five more years to do it, I'm very uh, optimistic that AOC and the like uh, will lose their, uh, their focus in the media. Yeah, uh, and you say that the uh, the EPA here in America uh, has been taken over by the climate cult now. Oh, oh, entirely, with the exception of uh, a handful, a few dozen people that Trump has uh, installed. We have a new uh, head of EPA that's doing a good job, and and probably forty or fifty people be under him are writing uh, the ship. But there are thousands of people. Uh, installed in, in the deep state of EPA that are still uh, working against the leadership. And if Trump doesn't get another four years, we'll probably go uh, right back to uh, a regulatory system that uh, works against our nation's economy and does not help the environment. But the EPA was not always a radical agency. Oh, not at all. I worked there as a consultant for 10 years in the 70s. And it was anything but every piece of I had a hand in writing seven pieces of legislation during the 70s. That was just the way it should be in creating a safety net. Well, I testified three dozen times before Congress on behalf of seven pieces of legislation to protect our air, our water, our waste disposal, our agricultural chemicals, our mining and the like. These were all excellent pieces of legislation. So for 10 years, uh, EPA did great things. But then little by little, starting with the 80s, it was really overtaken with what we now call progressives. They're really regressives. We're talking to Jay Lair, Dr. Jay Lair, he's senior policy analyst uh, with the International Climate Science Coalition. Now, you are Canada-based. So how did you sneak down here and get working with Richard Nixon, the EPA? <laughs> No, I've always lived in the United States. For the last year, I've worked with the Ottawa-based uh, International Climate Science Coalition, which involves 14 uh, different countries. But uh, I've been working from central Ohio and really all around North America and the world on environmental issues for uh, my entire career that now stretches over 60 years. Uh, but uh, still going strong at 83, uh, write articles for a variety of uh, publications, literally, uh, seven days a week, and uh, I've been really uplifted by the things that uh, Mr. Trump has done. I was uh, Donald Trump's senior climate uh, science advisor from the beginning of his presidency and uh, was thanked by the White House the day he pulled us out of the uh, Paris Accord, uh, feeling that what I had done in supporting him and giving him the information uh, to stand firm was uh, a deciding factor in his doing a wonderful thing, pulling us out of the Paris Accord that was just stealing money from the United States and redistributing around the world and having zero impact on our environment or our climate. Now, uh, what, do you, what do you say or what do you think when, when you hear people say 
that um, the people who are denying the climate hysteria and the need for it and the need for these oh, these drastic changes, that they're denying science. You are a scientist, are you not? Yes, I have a very a simple answer, John, for you and your listeners. Uh, the amount of uh, carbon dioxide in our atmosphere right now is four ten thousandths of one percent. Man, in the last 70 years, has been responsible for one ten thousandths of that. How can any sensible person think that four ten thousandths of our atmosphere controls the thermostat of the Earth? It's, our, our air is 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, nine-tenths of a percent argon, a few trace gases, and four tenths of one percent carbon dioxide it is sheer insanity that anyone can think that minute amount of gas which is the reason we live on this planet the reason that plants live and support life animals and man can possibly have a negative impact it can't and i'm very successful in talking to people that have an open mind that all of a sudden they shake their head and says What's going on? How are these people trying to uh, tell us that life is going to end as we know it? Uh, it can't be done. It's absolutely absurd. And I feel the absurder it gets, eventually it'll come to an end. And one other factor, we're not warming. We're going to be cooling. I think within, within the, the coming decade, we'll see that due to the fact that the sun has been less active than it's been in the last 40 years, we're going to see a decline in the average temperature of the planet. Not that we can't uh, cope with, but with the, the idea of warming, I think, will end within the decade. But they own the media, so you're going to still uh, hear it or read it every day. And fortunately, we have radio stations like yours uh, that tries to set the public straight. I remember the, uh, the Ice Age that was coming back in 1970. Uh, I'm still Absolutely. waiting for it. Absolutely. I have the front. I have the cover of Newsweek magazine, Time magazine, and U.S. News and World Report, all between 74 and 76, that showed uh, a glacier moving down on uh, North America. Yeah. Uh, now, you write about in your piece uh, uh, Dr. Hal Lewis, a physics professor at the University of California. What was What's his story? I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, right now, uh, John, I cannot remember. Can you uh, quote, uh, yeah. well, he, quote it for me to bring it back? Uh, he, he calls it the uh, global warming scam, the greatest and most successful pseudoscientific fraud I've seen in my long life as a physicist. And he was a, he was a, a, a part of an organization that he tried to uh, – he sent a letter to, and, and he resigned after being – he was uh, 67 years as a, as a physicist. All right. Now, yeah, I now remember it very clearly, and it was a very uh, courageous thing to do because virtually every scientific professional society has been taken over uh, by liberal socialists, and the societies all vote not for the membership but for their boards of directors to support uh, statements that uh, support uh, man-caused global warming as a disaster and the American Physical Society was one of them, and Dr. Lewis had the courage to uh, write the letter that I quoted in my piece and withdrew uh, from the society. For, uh, sadly, there are not enough people like him. Uh, people, uh, if they work at a university, they really worry about losing their jobs because pretty much every university uh, is liberal and supports the, uh, what we now call a climate delusion. Yeah, you have a lot of uh, references in your piece about organizations that have been taken over by the cults, the cult. And uh, what, what I want to ask you about that is when we see these organizations quoted as saying, you know, uh, some alphabet organization says that we're all going to die next week if we don't listen to them. Uh, how much dissension is there within these organizations that we see quoted uh, uh, that are considered pro uh, credible promoters of the hysteria? In other words, well, there is a there is a good deal of dissension, but it's not outspoken. It's, most of these organization membership is uh, within the academic community, and if you're a dissenter in the academic community and you are outspoken about it, your job is uh, really at risk because the the general uh, position of 
95% of all universities today uh, support uh, the, huge, the biggest fraud in the history of mankind, which is the idea that uh, the use of fossil fuels is having a negative impact on our planet, uh, in, uh, increasing the temperature of the planet to a point that it uh, has a negative impact. Uh, and so they all keep quiet. You really, unless you're a retired and older person, as Mr. Lewis uh, is, uh, you are taking your career uh, at risk to speak out. Wow. I've got a couple minutes left, about a minute left. How much of the alarmism is being pushed from within these organizations and without by non-scientists, you know, lawyers, political activists, people like that? I don't think too much. Uh, I don't see them having uh, an impact. It's their boards of directors, and it just seems that in most scientific organizations, the people that want to serve on the board are more interested in, in power than they are in their own science. I don't think uh, it's outside pressures, it's, it's inside. And if you were to analyze uh, the politics of the boards of directors of virtually every science society, whether it's chemistry or, or, or physics or, or air, uh, whatever it is, you're gonna find a liberal bent in virtually every one of their boards of directors. It just seems to be the nature of the kind of people that wanna serve in those positions. Wow. Hey, I, I, Dr. Uh, Jay Lair, I appreciate you being on. We'll have you on again. Great piece. Uh, John, anytime. Thank you so much. And, and keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep trying. Thank you. Thanks to Dr. Jay Lair. We'll be right back. Privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at textrules.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Tom from K11, and I have one question for you. What size socks are you wearing right now? If you're like everyone else I've asked, you simply don't know. How could you? That's because until now, socks were made in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. But not at K11. We make our socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17. That's right, 7 to 17. Great looks and colors to fit everyone's lifestyle. From cotton to wool or anything in between, K11's got the perfect sock for you. Better yarns, better quality, just a better sock. If you don't love them just like we do, send them back for a full refund. That's the K11 promise. Once you wear a pair of K11's, I guarantee you'll never go back to wearing socks in multi-size ranges again. Save 20% off your first order when you text SOCKS to 246810. That's text SOCKS. To 246810. Text SOCKS to 246810. We're surrounded by noise. Bombarded by information. Messages struggling to get attention. So many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Good morning, America. Or is it? If you're one of the millions of Americans who did not sleep well last night, it's probably a pretty average morning. But listen up, you sleep-deprived people. There's good news. A breakthrough sleep solution called Pronto Sleep. And when we say pronto, we mean pronto. Pronto Sleep gently opens your nose to focus breathing and help you relax and fall asleep. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils to help you stay asleep naturally. And then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Too easy, eh? And in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep and 74% found it helped them stay asleep. So make every morning a Good Morning America with Pronto Sleep available now at select Walgreens, Amazon or at prontosleep.com. 
Pronto Sleep from Rhinomed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies. I'm Andy Solomon. Rideshare platforms have evolved to provide riders with even better experiences. Sheriff John Wetzel, chairman of the National Sheriff's Association Traffic Safety Committee and former president of the International Association of Chiefs of Police, explains. Companies like Lyft are making rider safety a priority by continuously screening their drivers. Before getting into any car, riders should match the license plate, car model, and driver's name with what's shown in the app. During your ride, you can share your location and route with your family and friends. According to Wetzel, communities where Lyft is available have also seen lower rates of impaired driving and fatal crashes. For example, Miami-Dade police announced that there was a 65% decline in impaired driving arrests in 2017 compared to the four prior years, thanks in part to ride-sharing. Nationally, 71% of Lyft riders say they are less likely to drive while impaired because of the availability of ride-sharing services. For more information, visit Lyft.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. i got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, maybe I'll throw in a little sports in just a second. But first, I want to I um, mention here, you know, you heard about the story at the Texas church uh, yesterday. The, um, uh, there was a guy pulled a, pulled out a shotgun fired it off, and then someone in the crowd, in the, in the congregation, had a gun and shot him in the head and killed him from about 50 feet away. And he was, as it turns out, he works at a, a gun range and shoots, and I guess he, he teaches how to handle guns, and he shot the guy. But uh, And, of course, it's being pointed to as an example of how good people with guns can take care of things like that. And if they those people hadn't, there were like seven people in the church who actually were armed, and uh, the one guy took the, the shooter down. And if those, guys, those people are not there with the guns, if that guy hadn't shot him, uh, then multiple people would have been dead. There are actually still people a little bit disturbed by the fact that there were pe- there were uh, others in the congregation there that were armed, even though it saved multiple lives by shooting him. But we go back to uh, the uh, guy who wants to be president, Joe Biden, when in September uh, Governor Greg Abbott passed a law that said that lawful gun owners can carry guns into places of worship, Joe Biden said it's just absolutely irrational. It's totally irrational. And yesterday, a guy pulled out his irrational gun, and who knows how many people he saved. He, he, he shot the, the, uh, the perpetrator in the head from 50 feet away and killed him. Quick thing on the Steelers. Um, they are uh, done, as you... No, I think that they need to have as a priority finding a an experienced veteran backup quarterback uh, going into next year to be Ben Roethlisberger's backup or at least Mason Rudolph's competition for the backup job because looking back on it, this team probably would have made the playoffs if they had signed some kind of a very experienced backup quarterback to be ready when Ben Roethlisberger went down or when Ben Roethlisberger went down and Mason Rudolph showed himself to not be ready. That's when they should have found somebody. By the end of the season, that guy would have been ready and they might have won an extra game that would have gotten them into the playoffs. That's just me. little sports note there. We'll be back tomorrow with more idiocy from 2019 right here on AM 1250 The Answer. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Group.